Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Have you ever stumbled or fumbled to find the right words to repair or enhance any desired connection with another, whether it be a lover, a spouse, a partner, or someone you have a crush on, or a family member, friend, or former spouse or partner, or even a long-lost or estranged relationship, or you just want to attract more love in your life? My guest, the author of the book, Relationship, can truly help because the right key to communication is the key to experiencing more love. My guest is Christine Grant. She's an MFT, psychotherapist, and she's provided counseling support for individuals, couples, and families for 20 years over that time even. She also has an in-depth background as an educational psychologist. Christine is the creator of the Relationship Process and the Inspired Heart Letters, a unique and powerful approach that positively transforms any matter of the heart. Currently, as a relationship coach, people can call upon Christine's help from anywhere in the United States and beyond. She's a national speaker and has appeared on numerous radio and television shows, including CBS, ABC, Fox, and the CW Network. Welcome, Christine. Patricia, it's just my pleasure to be here today. I was really looking forward to this. so important what you do because... I find in my own life when there have been a problem with relationships, I will usually write. But you're not always sure you're writing the right thing. So explain exactly what relationship, and again, really is. Okay, I'd love to. Well, just as you said, what happens when we're emotionally close to the issue at hand, when we feel overwhelmed or frustrated or confused, maybe we feel rejected, you know, we're feeling in sorrow, grief, any of these emotions, what happens is the emotional uh, dialogue gets in the way of issuing a compelling type of communication, which can open the door to not only our own relief emotionally, but actually offers a key to sort of open the door uh, to creating an improved, if not healed, connection with someone else. So what we say is always very important. I, I, I sort of coin it like this. Words are like wands. We can heal or we can damage we can create, we can destroy. So we have to be very mindful of how we do communicate. Mm-hmm. With letters, uh, it's a different form of communication, and sadly, it's the type of communication that today is more often lost to cryptic email, texting, using emoticons. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if you ever saw the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix, it, I think it won an Academy Award back in mm-hmm. 2012 for Best uh, uh, Screenplay. Anyhow, in that movie, it's a social commentary. It's a futuristic film about 
uh, families and individuals who have lost their ability to truly communicate from the heart, and it's been mm-hmm. replaced by all the the um, virtual and artificial intelligence and shows families texting instead of talking at the dinner table and so forth and so on. Well, we see that already today. And uh, even do. our children have not learned, yeah, even our, the kids yeah, are not learning to write cursively. Yeah. So what, yeah. I, what I do is I bring that back. It's a lost art. Yeah. Let me ask you about this. And I, I, because actually during the interview, I want to read you one of my own communications. Because I think okay. that, um, as you said, it's not always easy to communicate this way. And you help people. How do you help them? Do you ghostwrite? Do they talk to you and tell you what's upsetting them or, or how this relationship has been broken? And then do you help them write it or do you write it? How does it work? I can work in both capacities, but for the most part, I go fully ghostwrite someone's letter. And it's a weird, unique, and beautiful talent that I have. It's a very intuitive process. Yeah. And it started many years ago, about 15 years ago, when I had a neighbor approach me. She was dating a, a really nice guy. He happened to be an attorney. And she thought he was a lovely man. She enjoyed their time together. She was hoping there would be some chemistry that would, you know, arise, but it never did. And she didn't want to hurt his feelings. She didn't know how to sort of let him down. And she also wanted to be his friend. And and she said, you know, selfishly, I have some some legal matters, and I would love it if he'd help me out with that. I don't want to take advantage of him. So anyway, I suggested that she... Uh, speak to him and she said you know you can't lead someone down a primrose path right and she said I'm not good at that I, I, I really suck at communicating like that I would probably end up feeling embarrassed and hurting his feelings mm-hmm. so I said well then please don't email him or text him a message that is so creepy cold uh, why don't you uh, just get a nice card and write a lovely little note and let him know what you appreciate about him, and you appreciated your time together, and you'd like to be mm-hmm. friends, or you know, with, mm-hmm. speak from your heart. So she mm-hmm. tried it, and she showed me the letter, and it was just awful, and it was mm-hmm. very inappropriate. And so I offered what was to write awful, it for her. Christine. Yeah. What was awful about it? What was wrong about it? Too much about her. The, the, what was awful about it was, gosh, this is fifteen years ago, so uh, <laughs> I. I don't know that I can remember exactly, but it seemed that the letter itself was sort of groveling, um, kind mm-hmm. of like begging him to be her friend. And that's what I remember it was highlighted. And at the same time, um, it, it was sort of self-depreciating, uh, saying, you know, that she did not have a great track record. She wasn't ready for mm-hmm. a relationship, you know, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And uh, it wasn't really truthful. And so, um, so anyway, the, but the outcome of the letter was very successful that I wrote. And she was very happy to get it. And she said, wow, this is perfect. They continued their friendship. Uh, and he actually ended up filing all of her papers for free. Wonderful. And it was a happily you, ever after scenario. <laughs> can you share, do you remember elements of the letting contrast of the letter that you helped her write? I know you don't have it in front of you, but just the elements of it. I mean, how okay. she, how your letter was not self-deprecating and your letter was more, um, you know, positive and engaging for him. 
All right. I wish I had the letter in front of me because it is an ancient letter. And um, I've written a book recently, which I've uh, have written so many vignettes, and uh, the letters themselves are actually in that book. Good. Uh, it's coming out in another week. But uh, so what I would say then is, uh, without recalling exactly what I wrote, uh, that I um, she can't, that I, I dialed into the fact that she really thought of him as a precious individual, and was yes. sad that there wasn't chemistry. Yes, that's the truth. Excellent. She yeah. wanted a relationship. And uh, and she was hopeful that something would emerge because of his good character, his sense of fun, his intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, all of his achievements, and mm-hmm. the fact that he was just a really great guy. Uh, so, you know, she was lamenting in the letter that she wished it could have been better and, and that um, it really... You know, they have that coined phrase, it's not, it's not you, it's me. But there is some truth to that. It, there wasn't anything, quote, wrong with this guy. It, she just mm-hmm. didn't have that physical uh, mm-hmm. desire, you know, that passion, which she felt was very important. Not For everybody, yes. that's not as important, but for her mm-hmm. it was. So mm-hmm. it's really about uh, what the truth is for you, mm-hmm. but to mm-hmm. say it with gentle kindness. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. And also, I, I'm really glad you explained that. I feel honored that yeah. she was desired yeah. by him. That's the other yeah. piece to it. Yes, yes. To when you write a letter for a client or you help them with the words, do they always send the letter or do sometimes they decide not to send it? I would say the majority of the time they do send the letter. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't. And when they don't, it's it's because they've received such a huge aha moment that they decide they don't need to send the letter. Uh, Let me give you an example. Um, I wrote a letter for a woman who had gone to her high school reunion. uh, I think it was her 30 year. And she um, reconnected with her first boyfriend that was her boyfriend through high school. And uh, for whatever reason, it didn't work out, but she kind of carried a torch for him. And when she saw him, they, um, there was a mutual attraction. He was available. So was she. Well, she thought he was available. He was still sort of in the process of ending another uh, relationship. But nevertheless, they started seeing one another, spending time together, and she was falling in love with him all over again. And she said, you know, at this stage in my life, I, I just really want to open my heart up, and I want to pour my heart out because I don't have anything to lose if he doesn't feel the same, but I, want, I need to know that he's sincere. So I wrote her letter, and uh, never do I ever, ever tell someone what their goal or objective should be, because I feel relationships are a healing experience in and of themselves, and we learn so much from our relationship successes and challenges. So, nevertheless, I wrote this letter. She called me the very next day, and she said she read the letter, and she cried. And she said, I I just saw everything so clear. And I realized that there was an old pattern within myself that I chose men that were not completely available, and I'm not going to do it again. I'm not sending the letter, and unless he steps up to the plate and really clears his life up, I have no intention of seeing him. I mean, it was a very strong reaction. I was kind of blown Mm -hmm. away. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did attend her wedding two summers ago Mm -hmm. to a lovely man. I mean, she's so 
happy. It's ridiculous. So, mm. <laughs> so it was very so she, much a clearing for her that was initiated through the written word that I, even though I write it, Patricia, I'm tapping into someone's higher heart. I'm blowing mm. past the ego. I don't carry their wound. I don't have their ego. I don't have their history, their childhood imprints, none of that. So I leap right over that stuff. And I can write a letter that comes from the heart. And that's the beauty of what I do. Yeah, absolutely. When we come back, we're going to talk more to Christine Grant about, you know, how you can write your own letter. And her new book will really discuss that. So her new book is coming out in a week. And again, it's called Relationship. And what's the subtitle again? The Right Words for What, for what You Really Want to Say. Yeah, wonderful. We'll talk about that. And actually, I'm going to share a letter that I wrote, and I'm still in process with it. So it'll be wonderful to get your advice and your support over the air, because I think it can also help people. Yeah. All right. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on Voice America, America's Voice. My guest is Christine Grant. And again, what's the website, Christine? It's www.inspiredheartletters.com. All right. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. 
Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back to my interview with Christine Grant. And her brand new book is coming out very soon. And it is called Relation Shift. And we're very excited to have her on. She's a psychotherapist. She's provided counseling support for individuals, couples, and families for over 20 years. And currently, she's a relationship coach. People can call upon her anywhere in the world. And she helps to write letters. If you've had fallouts with love, friendship, um, any communication fallouts where you really want to get back on track and embrace the people that you've had an issue with. Welcome back, Christine. Thank you. All right. The, the title of your book, again, is Relationship, and tell us again, the subtitle. It's Relationship, the right words for what you really want to say. Wonderful. And it's coming out very soon, and people can go to the website. Yes, my website is www.inspired heartletters.com. Right now I offer a free ebook if you want to sign up for that on how to upgrade your letter writing skills, um, which is featured also in the book. I have a whole chapter dedicated to that. But the book itself is it's 15 years of research wow. on live, real, true-to-life situations mm. that not only involve the romantic realms but I deal quite a bit with families perhaps that need to co-parent after divorce Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. move on after a separation or divorce, Mm -hmm. blended family issues uh, where there's uh, a remarriage or also the um, uh, family issues where you've inherited in-laws that are not to your liking or you can't seem to embrace. I also mm. have written for friendships that have had falling outs and, mm. and even or yeah, and even eulogies. So mm-hmm. um, any occasion that requires the heart to be cleansed and where we can live with more integrity and if there has been confusion or miscommunications, sometimes a letter is a better way than verbalizing it. Because when we have a conversation, the information is taken in so much differently. Whereas, you know, when we're conversing, it's like, oh, you're already thinking about how you're going to respond before the other person has finished their sentence. Whereas a letter can be read and reread and contemplated. Mm -hmm. Well, you said one of the things you deal with is friendship fallout, too, with friends. So. I actually had a situation recently, and I would like to take this opportunity to read you, tell you about it, read you what I wrote, and then get your opinion because I'm about to write a second piece on this. So uh, a couple of mine, a couple um, I've been friends with for probably eight years. He recently had a stroke, and um, I saw them uh, at an event about 15 months ago, and I didn't stay in touch, and I hadn't heard from them. And I tried to get in touch with them because I saw something on Facebook, and they they be, kind of unfriended me and basically told me that they were very upset. They felt that I did not stay in touch with them and that I was a, not really a friend and that they didn't want to see me or talk to me. So I wrote them this letter. I really appreciate your text this morning in response to my outreach. 
I really searched my soul about this to try to figure out what happened on my end. On the surface, I couldn't find an answer as to why I didn't reach out after I saw you both at the meeting. But when I looked deeper, I found an answer. I think that when I saw Joe, that's not his name, but I think that when I saw Joe that day and cried, that it left an impact on me of both joy and pain and sadness. And somehow the pain was greater than I thought, and that kept me away. This answer may not be sufficient for you, but it's from my heart. You have both been wonderful friends to me, and I hope until this time that is held true for you. If you can find a way to forgiveness, I would be humbled, appreciative, and grateful. If not, please know that you're in my heart, and I am here. Okay, your comments. Well, I feel that that is a very sincere letter, um, and I, I really like the part that you uh, were so transparent and and owned the fact that you had some real sorrow and upset over your friend's health situation. Right. What I'm feeling is with this couple that they have gone through some pre- a lot of overwhelm. And yes. when things like strokes or serious illness uh, comes up and it's more often unexpected or even if you think, gee, I've got high blood pressure, but it won't happen. Anyway, it's, it's, it's scary for the family. What happens when people go into fear? They do shut down, mm-hmm. and they go into fight or flight. And the, fight, the flight part is withdrawing. The mm-hmm. fight part is the expressed anger. Mm-hmm. So when I think that was part of their process, is you happen to be sort of in the way, scapegoated, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and, wow, nobody's here to rescue us, and we're feeling overwhelmed, and, yeah, yeah. you know, blah, I, blah, I do want to ask. So I they do have an ask. expectation. So, th- and I appreciate hearing that. It, it, it's comforting. But there's something that um, I, I, a friend basically said, and I, I want to know if I was missing the boat and if I should write again. She said to me, what's missing is that I didn't say, I am sorry for any pain that I caused you. I'm asking them for forgiveness, but I didn't say the words, I am sorry for any pain that I caused you. Do you think that warrants, do you think that should have been in there? And do you think that warrants another letter? Or do you think it's I implied? The, I, get the, I get the impression that that uh, advice, that those words resonated for you. I felt in the letter that that, I felt that that's what you were conveying, was okay. that you, you know, that you were, you were in grief and that you, you were yes. sorry. But if yes. you feel being more explicit and just adding that in to them, to, to that conversation, that would be great. The only other thing that I would ask or I would add to your letter is a providing an open invitation for a solution. Please let me know how in any way I can support you through, you know, this difficult time. I, I do keep you in my prayers and I wish only the best, blah, 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 but how I would be willing to come out and, you know, um, I don't know if they're geographically close or whatever, but... They are. um, They are. Oh, they are. Okay, then uh, really it would be, I'd have to talk to you further off the air about this, but perhaps there's some favorite dish 
that he likes and you yeah. could stop that yeah. that you make and he yeah. you bring it up just it's a symbol of saying okay. I'm there now the okay. other thing I want to, to to I need to mention to you I'm going to say it that way is you are not responsible for their health or happiness okay mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. not so um, if their message to you is sort of has a a, um, a vein of guilt address yes. to it. Yes, I did then, something wrong, it, basically. Okay. They're saying yeah, then, to me, Christine, then, you did something wrong. You were not there for us. That's what they're saying to exactly. me. Exactly. So they were playing the making you wrong game, which again was scapegoating you as sort of an attempt to relieve their own pain. It's an ego-placed mm-hmm. statement. It's, okay. you know, see, the world's against, conspiring against us. Harry, Joe gets sick, and our friends, you know, they just ignore us and blah, 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 and it's the woe is me. Instead of being, um, looking at the flip side uh, of, of any challenge, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that your friend's illness was a blessing, but sometimes those family crises are what brings people to a deeper understanding of the love that they share between each other, how precious we are when we think we might lose someone. Um, we're always grateful. Uh, uh, for example, let's say um, my neighbor recently had a stroke and he couldn't speak for a few weeks. And yep. uh, so he, had, he was so grateful to recover his voice. So there's gifts wrapped in sandpaper, as they say, with every challenge. I mean, that's part yes. of the earthly experience. Yeah, and, and let me and just let me just say we only have a couple minutes left, but I just want to add this sure. one thing. What I think I will do because it does mean a lot to me is um, mm-hmm. our Jewish holy day is in a couple of days, and that's our day of atonement. And I think I'm going mm-hmm. to say that, and that I really prayed, and that I really, you know, if if I cause them any pain, and then I think I'll add what you said. I'd be happy to come out and see you if you if you're willing. I'd be happy to bring something. That's a very good point because it doesn't feel totally complete. To me now, I feel mm-hmm. after I write the next letter, if I don't hear from them, then I'm done. I'll feel like I've really done what I could. Yeah. So when you say I'm done, uh, I, I just take a look at that and just I would say to in your letter, no matter the outcome, I want you to know you will both always have a place in my heart. I said that. So you're not, said that. You're not yeah. setting them up to any have-tos. Right. I realize you guys are going through a lot. So if you don't hear from them for a year, it doesn't right. mean that they don't like you anymore. It means they're going through a lot. So right. we right. always take, have to look at the meaning that we place on someone else's actions. Got and it. finally, I want to just share, the, we are the change. So if we walk in integrity, we know we're kind, considerate, and thoughtful, and no one is perfect. So if we, we, ha- we overlooked something or we weren't there for everyone's, you know, every need 24-7, it's okay to let yourself off the hook. Codependency doesn't work either. Yeah, so, which is um, wonderful. I'm, I'm so glad you gave this example because I think this can help a lot of people in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, the way that you work, Christine. And really, I yeah. mean, you said so many things that I think are applicable to listeners in terms of not being codependent and not taking on, you know, somebody else's shame or guilt, but also being honest in your own expression of how you feel and being transparent. I think those were really important things that you said. 
I just want to just add, when we get, quote, emotionally triggered, it's important to look at people hold mirrors up to us. Is there a place within us that feels we're not generous enough, we're not enough? And that might be a a focus to to take a deeper dive into. We're not responsible only for how we are being. And the rest of of our uh, circle of friends and family, they resonate we, our perspective will change as we raise our, I'll say, frequency, our happiness right. quotient. Exactly, exactly. Okay. This was wonderful. How can people find you and work with you? Well, on my website is, um, like I said, there's different programs that I offer. And because I'm working now primarily over the phone or Skype, uh, I can work with anyone from just about anywhere. So that's very easy. But all of the, uh, the sign-ups and the information on how to get a hold of me are on the website, which is www.inspiredheartletters.com. And again, my book will be out. It should be out within this week. It is done, done, done. <laughs> and it's, I'm so grateful. Good. It's been endorsed by so many wonderful uh, folks, authors uh-huh. out there. But it's relationship, the right words for what you really want to say. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the program, Christine. It was really wonderful. Tricia, thank you. Mm-hmm. This was just wonderful. I'm I appreciate the opportunity to share my message and to enlighten people that there are ways to communicate and resolve and you're not out there, you know, twisting in the wind by yourself. (laughs) Thank you so You're right. You're right. Thanks so much. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, uh, this wraps up this uh, first half of our program. Stay tuned. We'll have another interview next coming right up on voiceamerica.com, the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.